This is your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick, and I'm Nick. Welcome back. This episode is about losing weight, sort of. Bob and I discuss the amount of calories burnt, burned, burnt, I'm not sure which one it is, while you use your noggin. The old joke is when someone is thinking hard, you see smoke coming out of their ears. It turns out that may be pretty accurate when it comes to deep, creative, strategic thinking. Enjoy. 6,000 calories a day. Guess who burns that? Oh, someone more active than me. Competitive chess players. No, sir. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I was thinking about this in terms of like being creative. I get sweaty when I'm writing. I get sweaty yeah, when I'm being too. creative, I when I'm too. thinking hard. And, I, and I'm like, yeah, that burns calories. It is. It, it's an intense game. And yeah. I tell you this, I am. Um, I read a book called The Art of Learning, and the person who wrote this book, I, I'll, I'll get you the name of him for the, for the end notes, uh, but he was an incredible chess master, world chess master. He was the person about whom Searching for Bobby Fischer was written about. Okay. okay that, so Bobby know, Fischer? Wasn't, it wasn't oh, Bobby okay. Fischer. It was this kid who was like the next Bobby Fischer, if Got you will. And then he left that world, and he went into Tai Chi, amazingly. Right. Uh, and, but, but he talked about the intensity. It seemed like the intensity of his chess games were actually higher than the intensity of his Tai Chi matches. He was doing push hands, which is more intense than just your Tai Chi forms. But the intensity uh, and the mind games being played by their opponents, it's, it's relentless. These, I mean, these kids are on the edge of nervous breakdowns. So, but I didn't, I wasn't thinking that in terms of burning calories. Well, I was thinking, yeah, because you uh, look at someone like a poker player, right? Professional poker players who sit at the table all day, every day for 10 to 12 hours and they're just grinding it out. And it's like, you have to, there's the mental part, but there's the physical part that goes along uh, with that as well. And it's like, I, I think that that's an argument to be made. There's an argument to be made for when you're sitting to be creative doing something. Huh? Like so it's so it's like the aerobic portion of your mental workout. Yeah. Right? It's yeah, because like, you are burning calories, you are exercise like I don't know if uh, you know, they talk about like apps and stuff that'll help you keep your mental capacity for long into your elder years. Oh, they, like, they have those. Oh, oh there's a ton yeah, of yeah. those, but I don't know if the science actually backs that. Oh yeah. I don't know. You know, like is doing or is doing Sudoku or crosswords really going to help? I enjoy them. So I'm going to continue doing them, but yeah. is it really something that's going to make me smarter when I'm older? I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I do believe now this is, there are some science that I've sciences that I've been exposed to through Patty's work with Alzheimer's and dementia. Uh, that that do prove that use challenging your mind with things like puzzles and mm. and math challenges and stuff does keep your brain fitter and does establish new neural pathways through which you can have m- more recent memories and make connections between things that you might not have otherwise been able okay. to see. So, so it does help. Good. There is a, there's there is some proof in the pudding. Yeah, and, and uh, pudding being your brain, exactly, exactly. which is what my brain is it's made out of for the most pudding. part. Tapio banana, banana. <laughs> Oh, banana pudding, so good. Banana pudding. You know something? I like banana pudding, too. I'm not a big fan of pudding in general. Yeah. Um, but when I was a kid, I liked chocolate. I liked banana and occasionally vanilla, but my mom tended to burn the vanilla, so it wasn't it wasn't as good. But uh, I, If there's banana pudding, and because you never expect banana pudding. Do you need like Nilla wafers or, or like I, fingers? Either way. 
Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. As long as the banana pudding is good. Do whipped cream on the top? I again. That's just it. If it's there. Do you like banana cream pie? Should we have like a banana or like a pudding shop like the frozen yogurt ones? But with just... regular warm pudding? I mean, it doesn't have to be warm, I guess. <laughs> Did you ever have a warm pudding? I guess so, yeah. Like, like warm, the skin and everything. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Especially in the wintertime in New England, warm pudding was a delightful. Oh, delightful warm pudding thing. in Florida, not, not so good. great. Not yeah. as good. It's, I don't eat as many soups here either. It's just the way it is. There are certain foods that, not eat soup. that you should eat only in cooler weather. Yeah. It has to be 40 degrees or below, sustained for a few days before I can even consider eating soup. There's so many rules. Oh, so many rules. <laughs> I hope you haven't written down. I'm not the Outback Steakhouse. No, (laughs) that is for sure. Yeah. Hey, gang, it's Bob. I just finished a marathon of chess matches, and my abs have never been tighter. There's a sentence uttered by nobody ever. Play your mind games, dear listener, but work that body, too. The love of my life is a specialist in brain health. She's taught me that what's good for your heart is good for your brain. Work your heart, feed your brain. It's a twofer. And if you play a game of chess when you get home, you can turn it into a threefer. By the way, the author of the book, The Art of Learning, that I mentioned earlier in this podcast is the amazing Joss Waitzkin. That's all for this episode, friends. We'll catch you next time.